0: Alright, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Pervatsky here with youth national team star, all Big Ten freshman team, gopher soccer midfielder Katie Duong. Katie, you are back home on the West Coast, but you are mm-hmm. coming to us via FaceTime to do a podcast about your recent trip to the U.S. national team camp. Uh, what's it like out West right now?
1: Um, It's pretty rainy here in Portland.
0: <laughs> it's And today who would have guessed it? It's actually very rainy here in Minnesota. So we have weird ice rain hybrid going on. I feel like we're living our best version of Oregon winter. (laughs) Sounds good. Well, Katie, you just had uh, a nice return back to the youth national team camp. You also had a trip uh, in with the U S in August, right? Or in Mm -hmm. September, August. Mm -hmm. And so this is your second trip just in the last, last few months. And you in the last few games uh, specifically were playing like a true holding midfielder role as, as a defensive midfielder and the Mm -hmm. Gophers fans are probably more used to seeing you in a bit of a more of a box to boxer and attacking role. So I know Mm -hmm. for me, it was interesting to see you dropping so far back, you know, all the way back to the the back line. Um, But just talk about kind of what, uh, what you were coached to do and how they, you know, how they told you, Hey, we want you in this holding role and here's what we need out of you. What was that like for you to get kind of that that coaching, and what were they asking of you?
1: Yeah, so it was actually really weird. I've never played the true six role before. I think I played it for a little bit in one game this season, but they didn't tell me until I got to camp that they were going to try me at the six. And they, it was definitely a different role, but I actually enjoyed it a lot. And I think the coaches did a great job of helping me Understand what my role was in that and like going back through film after um, practices and stuff and like adjusting my movement and stuff. Um, and then there's obviously also a lot of talented players there. So, like seeing the girls who usually are used to playing that role and stuff, I think I learned a lot from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and you. I mean it it was funny to see you in that spot because you're not you're not necessarily what people think of as a holding midfielder so yeah. you you're more of like a uh you know you're not like a big burly physical uh yeah. presence you're more of like a smart tactical kind of tenacious like defender so mm-hmm. what were what were some of the challenges of playing in that role or what were the areas that kind of forced you to grow most by playing back there in kind of the more in the mix of like the the defensive end
1: yeah, like you said, I feel like I'm not usually what people think of when they think of a six. But I think understanding positioning defensively was a really big thing because, like, I might not be able to win as many big headers or be a ball winner necessarily. But I think understanding positioning and being smarter about that definitely allowed me to play that better and also hopefully play the eight or ten better if I go back to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you yeah. clearly showed enough to make a pretty good impact because in that second game in the the Nike Friendlies, as they were called, you got to you were wearing the captain's band, you were captain in mm-hmm. the squad. Talk about how did they actually tell you that was happening and what did it feel like to be you know you're in your like fourth game with the with yeah. the national team and you're wearing the captain's band, you're captaining the team. How did they tell you and what did it feel like?
1: They told me when they announced the starting lineup. So it was kind of, it was day of the game and I was super excited. It was a really big honor and I was just, I was just happy to be there.
0: Well, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's sort of like a giant stamp of approval because they're not, yeah. you know, it it doesn't mean that you're like the captain for the year or you're like a, a yeah. permanent uh, fixture, but they're not going to give it to someone who didn't do well in camp. So, I mean, at the yeah. very least it means, Hey, I'm actually doing well here. Did it, Did it boost your confidence to hear that before you went into that second match?
1: Yes, for sure. And especially stepping into a new role positionally, too. It was kind of nice to know that they thought I did well in that the first game. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and most importantly of all, did you get to keep the captain's armband from that game or any of the gear from camp? I did not, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what is it about U.S. soccer? This is, I asked Nikki and April the same thing when they went into camp. (laughs) How can they not, I can't believe, even like the captain's (laughs) band, like, (laughs) what, they'd have to buy 20 per year? Like, it would be no cost. It would be so cool (laughs) if you got to keep that stuff. I... I love the, you know, you all the gear and the, the warm-ups and all of that stuff. It must be, what did it feel like when you actually got to put on, like, the red, white, and blue? I mean, you played back in August, too, but what yeah. what is that feeling like when, holy cow, this is real. Like, I'm representing my country yeah. in, you know, in a national team, like, youth setup.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty crazy feeling just to be able to play at that level and play against, we played against France and Brazil this past camp. Just to be able to play against those level of players is a pretty amazing thing.
0: Well, and you're in this camp with all these very, you know, similarly top-ranked, like, highly-touted players um, from across the country. And Mm -hmm. you've probably been in some situations like that before. I'm sure, being, you know, a high school All-American, you probably had some kind of, like, club tournaments or other things where it's a lot of highly-ranked players in one place. Mm -hmm. But this is... This feels like it's even kind of the next level of, like, truly yeah. top players. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about what that was like to just be thrown in. And were there some players you recognized? Or is it, you know, it's still no matter what, it's this new new lineup where you have to find your way. Talk about yeah. playing with just a, a mix of other, like, highly ranked players. Because I feel like in, uh, unless you're a really top level player, uh, player you don't experience that type of situation where you just throw in and it's almost like a tryout you're like thrown Mm -hmm. in and just play immediately like build a chemistry Um, what was that like
1: yeah so I know a couple of the players from ODP and have gotten to play with them when I was younger it's a really cool experience I'd say just like the pace of practices and stuff I really enjoy and then also being surrounded by all of those players I feel like I have a lot to learn from them um, yeah, which is just a really cool thing.
0: Well, and was it, is it like truly faster and quicker and, um, you know, the same way when you went from like high school to college, going from okay. college to that national team setup, is it truly like more physical, faster, all the above? What was it like in terms of on the field demands?
1: I would say speed of play was a little bit faster for sure. And then I'd say also just like some of the things that the players are able to do. I like see it and it's like, wow, I want to implement that into my game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like I'm in a tough spot, but they can get out of it kind of deal. Yeah. The, yeah, for sure. Well, and to contrast that kind of defensive role that you got asked to play with the national mm-hmm. team, um, with the Gophers, you know, you, you did play a little bit of, uh, a box to box role where, you know, you roam a little bit played the full field and you're someone who's good at tracking back on defense and kind of putting in the effort so I think that that lent to even when you were an attacking midfielder maybe it seemed like you were playing more of a box-to-box role because you're willing to to track back but you know Steph Galan mentioned uh, the Gophers head coach mentioned that your your ideal role for her system really is that she wants you to play that true attacking number 10 midfield Uh role Um, so talk a little bit about what playing in those different phases of central midfield means in terms of is your mindset different? Is your, you know, what are the different levels of focus that you have other than just literally being farther or, or less up the field? What are kind of Mm -hmm. the differences in your mentality that you put on to succeed in those different kind of slightly different responsibilities in the midfield?
1: Yeah, I'd say definitely as the six or even the eight, it's a lot more defensive responsibility. So like just as the six, I feel like a big concern for me was just making sure my positioning was correct. And like, making sure I wasn't going too far forward, which I was used to doing. And they, and then I'd say, as the eight or 10, definitely pushing myself to take more risks would mm-hmm. be the main differences in my mindset.
0: Yeah, there was, I mean, the, the gophers have kind of both a perfect and uh, kind of like gray definition of I think some of those roles at times because Mm -hmm. of that triangle midfield so Mm -hmm. there's you know for all I know you all are actually told who's supposed to be the six eight and ten but it seems like at times based on the run of play it can blend a little bit and one of the moments that I I, that sticks in my head is uh Mm -hmm. there was games where when the run of play was getting away from Minnesota that you would start tracking back a little bit more to try and interrupt the opponents in their attack, so that you could establish possession again. And so, there was times where you would get pulled back a few times in a row. And I remember a time where uh, Molly, one of the assistant coaches, yelled at Selena and said, "Selena, sit!" Like it was telling her to sit back in that holding role. Um, and all of you have kind of played different versions of that central midfield mm-hmm. role, but where they were really saying, like, Selena, you have to sit, otherwise katie will think she has to drop back and you know conversely if you drop back they'll let someone else release forward so it seems like it's kind of a if you don't play to what your designed role is then other people will have to cover either way so whether you know you're doing it or someone else is doing it um but you did i in that offensive end talk about kind of what situations what were some of those things that open up for you in terms of taking risks in the attack or what were some of the the things that started to click a little bit better as you got more and more kind of college experience
1: I think team chemistry was a really big thing. Like starting to understand the different forwards that I'm playing with, where they want the ball, what their strengths are, I think was really helpful to like get experience and know what they want as the season went on. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll also be really helpful for next year and getting to practice with them during the fall and spring. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then I'd say both of the coaches have also pushed me a lot to like – break down film and recognize more moments to go forward which has been super helpful Mm
0: -hmm. like when you're on the ball when you have when Mm -hmm. when you have an opportunity to kind of get into that final third
1: yeah yeah
0: it's yeah there were times I remember there were a few times definitely where you were willing to take a chance from distance and those who follow my live tweets will know that I'm like overly obsessed with the gophers (laughs) being more willing to rip it from distance yeah And so like there was times where you or even, like, Sadie was, like, the queen of this, where, like, Sadie yeah. Harper, where she'd just be willing to try stuff, or, like, yeah. uh, Manthe, you know, was willing mm-hmm. to just, like, try shit, and there was times yeah. where I was just like, hey, the team is not winning, but I love that they are going for it from mm-hmm. from the end, is... You didn't get on the board a lot in terms of goals, but is that um, are those tries and those individual takes where you just kind of run at the goal, is that part of your game that traditionally has been a strength in the past and something you want to kind of get into, or is it more of a making that run so you can set up someone uh, in the attack?
1: Um, I'd say it's definitely been different based on the team that I've played for. So I think it's a mix of the role that coaches ask me to play and then the players around me as well, whether I'm more of a distributor or like going to goal myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well and this we've kind of hinted at this by talking about how how tough it was at times in the attack, but the season really was tough for the Gophers overall. I Mm -hmm. remember I joked with coach after the season that I had been talking about it as kind of a pretty tough year or one of the tougher years, but it turns out it truly was like the worst mm-hmm. record the team has ever had. And yeah. there's a lot of factors that combined into that. I mean, like tougher schedule, weird lineup tweaks that happened mm-hmm. and then just some bad luck and weird fluky things, but it all added up to just be a really tough year for the team. For you yeah. individually, what were some of those tough um, moments of just going through a season like that?
1: I think it was just hard, not exactly knowing what was going wrong. <laughs> Cause I think, we had a really good group of senior leaders. We had a pretty talented team and people who were capable of stepping up and stuff. Um, and just like not that final piece clicking, I would say was what was most frustrating.
0: Yeah. I, that is like 100% what I would say. It was so, yeah, it was funny to, at the end of the year, look back and say, wow, this team only scored 10 goals, you know, just, yeah, because I think, um, and actually part of that that we could chat about too is just you got tasked with taking a lot of set pieces and it seemed like the service was like pretty solid. Like at times um, the Gophers have always kind of struggled with having like a true like aerial threat or like, you know, really like hard finishers that hasn't been like a staple of, of the team all mm-hmm. the time. And so it maybe it wasn't surprising to me, but how did it feel like do you'd have to step into that role specifically of providing that service and trying to put it in a dangerous spot. Um, and then, you know, just not, you know, the team just didn't quite have the, the tools to convert those, those chances. What was that part of the game like for you?
1: Um, well, I'd say we definitely did have a couple people who were super good in the air. Like Paige is super good in the air. We had, I think Nikki and Athena were targets for us a couple times too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely an area that we can grow in
0: this spring. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's, uh, I felt like there was a lot of times where um, there was free kicks in decently dangerous areas and uh, there wasn't necessarily as many, I might be misremembering, but there wasn't as many free kicks where the kicker was like taking a shot on frame. It was a lot of like Mm -hmm. setting people up. So maybe you'll Mm -hmm. just get some swing season swagger (laughs) and just start trying stuff on frame. Who knows? And Let's go back a little bit because I think when I've chatted with folks in Minnesota who I'm trying to describe kind of the team and I talk about some young key players like yourself and I say, oh, yeah, she's from Portland. She was a high school All-American, all these things. And when I describe that you landed at Minnesota, they're kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like, how did we get her? Basically, kind of like, how did we win this lottery? (laughs) So for you, um, obviously, recruitment happens a long time ago. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it might have been years ago that you actually committed. Um, Yeah. But talk a little bit about just in general, your recruitment, kind of when you started thinking about, oh, I for sure want to play D1, or I think I could play Mm D1, and then kind of how it progressed to um, schools you actually considered, and then how you actually ended up narrowing it down and, and coming to Minnesota.
1: So I started looking around eighth grade freshman year at a bunch of different schools. And I think Minnesota saw me play for the first time, I want to say end of my freshman year. And I ended up taking a visit here, and I loved it. Um, the coaches and the program was just a really good fit. And then I ended up watching a lot of the games on, like, live streams and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just a place I could see myself fitting in really well.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. And what's that early part of the recruitment process like? I mean, when you say, like, Minnesota came and watched me, does that mean you kind of saw a coach in the stands who was like wearing a Minnesota shirt. Does that mean like <laughs> they like tell your coach and then your coach tells you, I mean, what's that early phase like when you just know, Hey, X number of teams are looking at me. Um, this is mm-hmm. one of them. Um, Cause I mean, theoretically, you know, dozens of schools could would have been interested in you. So what's the, like how many did you kind of narrow it down to in terms of ones you actually even remotely considered?
1: Um, the, I would I think I took visits to four other schools. Mm -hmm. So I looked at U of O kind of as like a local
0: Um, option.
1: And then I looked at Stanford and Boston college a little bit.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah. And who was the, who were the coaches at the time who were watching you? Was it Steph or Crystal or who was, who was? It
1: was Steph and Crystal and Crystal was the one who first reached out to my club coach.
0: Okay. And so you were you kind of hear from them. And then, um, did you know anything? I mean, you're, for, you know, you're from the West coast. Did you know before they reached out, would you really know anything about these college programs? I mean, they're like thousands of miles away and you're like a ninth grader. Did you yeah, have any idea? What was your perception of Minnesota like before they reached out to you?
1: I honestly had no idea what the program was really like, like, right. like you said, being from the West coast, I wasn't super familiar with Midwest schools. But just the more I looked at it, the more I fell in love with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, when you visited, talk about that experience. Like, what's an... Because you get a certain amount of official visits, right? Like, Mm so on your actual visit, talk about what that day is. Like, what's... You you know, you get to the airport, and then Mm -hmm. what happens? Like, what's an official visit like?
1: So the first visit I took, I think, was actually an unofficial visit. Mm -hmm. And I stayed with Billings and Marissa... Okay. Which was super super fun.
0: Were they freshmen at the time?
1: Yeah, they were incoming freshmen. It was over the summer. Yeah. So I I think that was probably my favorite visit. And just (laughs) being able to be around the girls and stuff was really cool. And then it was mostly just touring around the school and that type of stuff, watching practice.
0: Yeah. And then when you do an official, is it like, is it different? Is it more like formal where you meet with like campus staff or like Professors, you're curious about, or what's the what's the official visit like?
1: My official visit, they tried to get, I think, almost my entire class to go the same weekend, which was nice, just to meet all the girls I was going to be with.
0: All eleven of you? All eleven? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think I want to say that there was two who couldn't come that weekend.
0: So there were nine of you, like that many people?
1: Yeah. No, it was it was it was a blast, but. I think we watched the Wisconsin game and then kind of just hung out in the dorm room and talked to the coaches and stuff.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's So what year would that have been?
1: That was my senior year.
0: Okay. So 2018? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't fully commit until then? Or had you already committed?
1: I had verbally committed sophomore year and then okay. I signed senior year.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every Wisconsin <laughs> game has been like a frustrating heartbreaker since I've been covering the team. So I'm sure it was one of those. Yeah. Well, and you, um, so in that we hinted at spring practice, uh, a little bit in the, you know, you're in Oregon right now, you're back home and we're coming in. And then the spring, I think, um, You know, there's kind of a spring season in the sense that you have some scrimmages, but a lot of it is just practice time and full field time where, you know, now the seniors are gone. So you have a little bit more room to kind of spread out and figure out your roles without those kind of um, older squad players there. Uh, Talk about just kind of what um, what the focus is this spring and what are some kind of key points that the team and you want to to grow on uh, for the next few months?
1: I think individual development is a huge thing this type of time of year and I think having a season like this, it's been cool to see how motivated a lot of the players are to take that and make it a positive thing and like see what it is that they have to work on and we had or the coaches met with us and gave us stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's the main priority during spring. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, your individual meetings, your the end of season, coaching staff meets with every player individually to say, hey, yeah. here's what we thought went well, here's are some areas <laughs> for growth, and here's, like, some immediate steps we can take in the spring, whether it's, like, <sighs> you know, ball work, fitness, strength, whatever. Um, yeah. So, for you, what's that, um, what were some of the focus points that you kind of want to grow into in your individual role or um, some things that you want to build on in the spring season? <laughs>
1: I think for me, one big thing I'm focusing on is going back and watching film and recognizing times or moments in the game where I can be more dangerous or make different decisions. Um, And another big thing that the coaches have talked to me about is seeing the other side of the field and switching the ball more often. Mm -hmm. So just practicing, making those decisions, and then technically outside of training, working on that as well.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I've uh, I've usually t- teased the the coaching staff that they they don't recruit many, for lack of a better term, assholes. Like there's, it's everyone's like a nice teammate, and so that means a lot of the players end up coming in like pretty humble and pretty quiet, and not necessarily like someone who's going to be barking on the field. And so that means sometimes there's a, a challenge with um, leaders being vocal. You know, even mm-hmm. if it's a a leading playmaker, sometimes they're kind of quiet or they're not. Uh, they're not shouting out and helping the team stay cohesive in like an ongoing way is being more vocal. Part of what you want to try and do in terms of, you know, change you, cause you're describing, you know, changing the point of attack and finding spots where you can really help dictate the offense is part of that too. Being able to really help like, Uh, make the team cohesively make that pivot and do it in like a verbal way have you have you thought about that or is that part of uh, what you're trying to get yourself to do better at as well yeah
1: I think an area I can grow especially defensively is being able to know where I need to be and then also able to organize especially the midfield and I think there's players like Selena and a lot of our junior class who's like gonna be seniors have taken on that leadership role already which has been super helpful and good for our team
0: Mm -hmm. well and you and I suppose you're talking about defense and you playing up in the the attacking end um I'm someone who sort of goes nuts when the press works for the Gophers. It's like a thing of beauty and I'm such a sucker for a press. And there's, there were times last year where it actually did look like it was on and it was working. Mm -hmm. And then other times, um, it wasn't quite, you know, working the same way. Some of that can be Mm -hmm. the pace of the game and all those things. But Mm -hmm. for you, um, being in that kind of 10, like very forward attacking role, um, what's it been like for you to like pick that up? And have you done a lot of pressing in the past or, um, you know, for ridiculous fans like me, who would like, if the press is on, that's all we want for Christmas is the, um, talk about kind of what it takes to get that to work well and kind of how, um, how you, even as kind of an attacking type player, um, have to play that kind of tenacious, um, attack dog, um, like pressing role.
1: Yeah, I love our press, but it was definitely a learning process coming into Minnesota. My club team, we I would say we pressed, but it just wasn't in the same way that Minnesota did. So I'd say the coaches did a great job of explaining it. And then I actually sat down with Selena one time before season, and she helped me with that a lot, mm-hmm. just like knowing my role within that, where to force the ball and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I remember Steph told me they did actually tweak the press before last year. They did. Mm-hmm. There's something different about, you know, it's it's kind of like in basketball, you're either pointing them in or out, and you know, at certain phases of the the team, you're either pointing them toward the center or toward the line, mm-hmm. and you do it at different times, and so then your reads are slightly different. So I yeah. think it also changed like before last season. So for, so for all I know you know, Selena and the older players were learning at the same time you were. So it's good that you're all learning it kind of together.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Katie, we've taken up enough of your time. We can both go back <laughs> to enjoying our rainy weather, your standard Pacific Northwest weather and our bizarrely uh, rainy, uh, icy Minnesota weather. Um, so this has been Katie Duong. Go for midfielder coming back from her national team camp and enjoying her her break back home so we look forward to hearing from you this spring katie
1: thank you